You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show. Thank you for being here with us today. The purpose of this show is to help you learn something new, leave you feeling better than before you got here, and to give you access to tools, for example, books, practices, and ideas that can make your life better. These episodes are recorded live on Facebook Gaming, and if they're not on Facebook Gaming, they'll be recorded live on Twitch. If you'd like to participate in the conversation, I go live most days at 11 a.m. Eastern. I also upload these recordings as videos on my YouTube channel. If you'd prefer to watch the videos, you can hop on over there. I'm extremely grateful for your support on this podcast. And if you listen to this every day, the intro is exactly 60 seconds long. So if you start a new episode, you can just hit click forward 30 seconds twice to get right to it. Physical health practices for me are essential for my mental health and well-being. I find that no amount of positive thinking, positive affirmations will make up for a lack of physical practices. For example, I was feeling a bit down earlier today and I thought lots of positive things and did lots of affirmations and when I go to get a massage, my God, a whole body massage for 90 minutes, my whole body feels so much better. And the better my mind feels, the better my body feels, the better my mind feels. It's a feedback loop. If you're struggling ha wanna, mentally, one of the best things to do is to get some physical health practices that are uplifting, that give you the ability to instantly feel better no matter how you're feeling in your head. Things like breathing techniques can be very helpful. One of the most basic things to do is take a deep breath in through the nose, nice, long, and slow. And a deep breath out the nose, nice, long, slow. A breath work techniques are physical practices that can make an instantaneous difference. I've noticed when I was getting sober, for example, I felt like I was suffocating, and I was because my body kept holding its breath. My body almost continually held its breath over and over again. And yeah, that left me feeling like I was suffocating. Physical health practices are anything you do to help your body feel better. It doesn't have to be specifically intensive physical activity. I'm talking about practices that will engage your physical body so a whole body massage is a relaxing physical activity kind of like the opposite of going for a run it's something that deeply engages and heals the body now of course anything you can do to stop any damaging physical practices immediately that makes a huge difference for example it doesn't matter if you're getting massages and running and all that stuff if then you're smoking a bunch of cigarettes and drinking a bunch of alcohol and taking lots of drugs and pills and all and eating a diet that's not very good. It's often the very fastest thing to do is clean up the negative stuff you're doing to your body and then the physical health practices will benefit you a lot. Now sure, it, it can be great to do some positive and negative together, but what's most effective is to almost immediately focus on clearing out anything you're doing that's making your body feel worse and then focus on 
or as soon as possible, focus on adding those physical practices in. For example, when I realized that as long as I drank, my physical health was never going to go anywhere. I could never get control of my diet when I would get drunk and throw my diet out the window. I wasn't going to try anything like massage as long as I could get drunk and relax that way. And I would often not be able to exercise due to being so physically sick from my hangovers. I'd spend days in bed with hangovers and then I would often over-exercise on other days. Yes, so physical, like Ben said, massages is physical, relaxing your muscles and they work to get stronger. Physical isn't always going for a run. What works for me, here's my physical practices I do. A whole body massage for 90 minutes once a week, extremely helpful. I take a walk on average of at least 30 minutes every day of the week unless I do some more intense exercise that day. Often I'll take a walk upwards of an hour. I find that exercise is one of the most consistent things at promoting a change of state. And if you're in a negative space in your head what you're, and you're looking to feel better, exercise is one of the most consistent ways to feel better. These bodies are not meant to just lie around and do nothing. These are worker bodies. These bodies are meant to be used. And that's why children are often so happy is because they're using their bodies. They're exercising a lot. They're running around, they're playing, and they're getting out. They're balancing their energy and their health like that. So the, the topic is physical health. And physical health, will, a massage will absolutely help your cardio also because what we need to regenerate is to go into a deep state of relaxation. And a lot of us, especially if we're doing intense exercise and pushing ourselves, are we're often pushing into those zones of stressing the body. But what we really need, in addition to stressing the body, is for the body to truly relax. And one thing a massage does, my heart rate, my resting heart rate goes down after a massage, which is helpful for the heart to relax a bit, which encourages the whole body to heal, to regenerate, and then every single system, the blood flow is better, and when you've, your body is a whole unit, you don't wanna separate parts of it out and say, well, just look at one system or another, your body is a whole, and I find for me, massage helps my entire body work better and to be better connected. And what ideally you want is a variety of physical practices. You want some very relaxing physical practices like stretching can be relaxing, meditation can be relaxing, massage can be relaxing, yoga can be very relaxing. After a, an exercise or an intense workout or a, even a walk can be very relaxing. So what I do is I combine a bunch of physical practices. I consistently take at least a walk for 30 minutes every single day. On a couple of days a week, I do a more intense workout class for about an hour with more high intense activity. For example, we'll do a circuit of six different exercises for two minutes and we'll get our heart rates up towards the maximum, let it slow down, get the heart rate up again. It's important to have some vigorous exercise to not just do walks. For a couple of years, I did mostly just walks and that is... It's great for a baseline, 
but these bodies seem to work best if you also get some more intense physical activity in there. For additional physical practices, I consider the way I eat and drink water. Those are important physical practices. No amount of being positive and cheerful and thinking happy thoughts is going to make up for poor eating habits. If you're overeating, that single-handedly can take a mood down. If you're under-eating, that can lead to a lot of anxiety. If you're eating foods that you believe are bad for you and not healthy, that can lead to the same mental state. If you're eating foods that are good for you, that you believe are healthy, that can lead to a positive, nourished mental state. Same thing with water. You can be all kinds of positive all day in your mind, but if you get behind on drinking water, your body and your mind state will often go downhill. And getting sleep, same thing with sleep. Sleep regenerates your entire body, and I find about seven or eight hours of sleep every night leaves me feeling very well rested, leaves me feeling energy all day, and that is a very powerful practice. Travis says you're inspirational when dressed, thanks a lot. Sam, Mark, Luke, I appreciate all your comments. I'm happy to hear you just left a 90-minute massage. You can absolutely help your you can absolutely help all kinds of health conditions with a stopping any damage you're doing to yourself. And for example, if you, I used to drink alcohol, I would drink a gallon or more of vodka a week and I'd often split that into two or three days of drinking and drink that up and then I'd have a hangover and as long as I was doing that, the all the other physical practices I was doing were greatly limited in their ability to uplift me. If you're doing things to beat yourself down, that is something that needs to be stopped immediately because then all your other physical practices will be more beneficial. Now, yes, if you drink a lot of water, like I used to do while you're drinking alcohol, it might make the hangover less severe, but why have a hangover in the first place? If you're doing drugs and things like that, there's alternatives that, for example, massage helps me relax as much or more than a drink ever did. And without any of the negative consequences. Michael, I'm happy you appreciate doing the stream. What's important is to figure out your unique body's balance. Some of you, you can drink coffee and that will feel just fine. Others of you, like me, I prefer not drinking coffee. For me, water feels very nourishing, whereas coffee to me feels kind of like I'm stimulating myself with a bunch of caffeine and leaves me feeling more potential for things like anxiety and uh, out of control energy. It helps a lot to figure out what are the best practices for you in your life because everyone's physical routines aren't the same. Our bodies, as a general rule, though, want to be nourished and active. And that's something all of us could agree on. And most of our bodies don't appreciate being poisoned with one thing or another. And the idea is, I do the most I can to keep myself physically healthy because that helps me feel good mentally. And it's a feedback loop. So the better I feel mentally, the more I will help myself feel good physically. And the more I feel good physically, the more I feel good mentally. 
And the better I feel, that's what I have to give to others. Whatever you are, however you're living, is what you have to give to others. And if the way I used to live when I was drinking a whole lot and not doing as many physical practices to take care of myself, I was often aggravated. I was often in a negative space in my mind and body. And that attracted me to situations where other people felt the same, where I'd be in car chases with people because of things in driving and running people off the road and them tailgating and honking at me. And these are things that if you are taking care of your body and you're relaxed and you're peaceful, you just don't get into those situations at all. Now that I do all these physical practices, I've got a lot more peace and love to give away instead of aggravation, instead of negative energy, and it makes a huge help. A long, deep stretch, a short walk, and a cold shower really change your day. They do. Cold showers are a physical practice that can be very useful. I apply a cold shower whenever it feels right. And a cold shower also helps if you are finding that... I see sometimes I don't want to really feel anything and sometimes a cold shower really helps me to consciously work through any discomfort instead of avoiding discomfort. It helps wake my body up. It's beautiful. Chris, I'm glad I'm making sense for you. I enjoy our chats here. Frisky Fritzy Gaiman, what's up? Liam said, when you drank a lot, I was generally drinking about every other day or so, I would have about a liter of vodka, like 70 proof vodka. Sometimes I'd you know, switch it up and have half rum, half vodka, but my baseline was about a liter of 70 proof liquor. And man, some days I wouldn't have that bad of a hangover. Other days I'd have a miserable hangover. And I remember one day seeing my wife when she was pregnant with our daughter and she was throwing up and sick in the bed. And this is after I'd been sober about a year. I thought, wow, she's going through this to bring a child into the world, which certainly seems worthwhile. And I used to put myself through that once or twice, sometimes three times a week just to try and have a little bit of fun. And that's because I didn't know a better way to have fun. I didn't realize that you don't have to pay a price to have a good time. You just need to learn how to have a good time without alcohol or without drugs. I can relax today and I can have, if you're taking good care of yourself, you will naturally be able to have fun. My kids don't need a beer to run around and act crazy. And adults who take care of themselves and don't and uh, are full of self-love and self-worth don't need a beer or a drug to walk to have a good time to laugh to get silly it's normal for a healthy human being that has a sense of self-worth and loves themselves and is connected with god or a higher power or some kind of a higher awareness it's very easy and natural to have a good time I mean, my wife can tickle my armpits and I'll be just laughing and cutting up like instantly. I can listen to a stand-up comedy on Netflix and, and laugh. I can hang out with my friends and play some games and have a good time. 
And before I drank, I was very aware of all these ways I could have good times. But the more I drank, the more I forgot how easy it was to have a good time sober. So I, I used to drink maybe... I, I used to... All those... All the times I put alcohol into my body, it took my physical health down. So the goal is to get your physical health as high as possible, which means eliminate anything you're doing to take it down. For me, overeating has been one of my recent issues that I'm just finally doing so good with. I'm eating just the right amount because I've overcorrected and I've done under eating for a while where... I did this intermittent fasting and I wouldn't eat that much and I found I'd get really anxious if I did that. Like, and here's the thing. If you, there is always hope for you. If you can find someone who's been where you've been and now is where you want to be, all you need to do is surround yourself with enough of those people and you will find that you become like them, which is what I did go in Alcoholics Anonymous because if you find you can't stop bringing yourself down physically, then you need other people to show you another way. And when I went to Alcoholics Anonymous, and I still consistently go to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, I'm going to one tonight in about an hour. When I went to Alcoholics Anonymous, I found people there who were able to have fun and dance and laugh and go to weddings. And I got to know them and I said, okay, I got a wedding come up. You know, how did you deal with weddings? Or, And I, that's, I surrounded myself with people who got out of the situation I was in and they left me knowing that that was possible for me too. If I would do what they did and take some of their suggestions and accept their help, that was possible for me too. Jorge, I'm happy to hear that I've inspired your friends. I love talking about this because this helps me. I'm teaching and sharing these things with you so that I really internalize and master them myself. I'm so grateful to give you some positive words today, Chris. And the most we can do for the people around us is to lead by example. And that's where, for me, there's a deep motivation to master myself and to take the best care of myself because that's where I can teach from. I, if, For example, seven years ago when I was drinking a, a gallon of vodka every week and I was very often in physical pain and miserable mental pain and aggravatable and irritable and overweight, that's what I had to teach and give away. And if I tried to talk about anything besides where I was and what I'd experienced, I was teaching hypocrisy. Like, well, you should do this, but I'm not doing it. You should eat healthy, but I'm not. You should be sober, but I'm not. And that's why I'm so motivated to do these because I love being around people like me who take care of themselves, who love themselves, who have a sense of self-worth. It's being around people like me that give me hope for the future. And I know there's lots of people like me on this planet. And when I felt at my lowest physically and mentally, I surrounded myself with people that didn't. And they lifted me up. 
And you might think, well, that's not a good deal for the people who are feeling good to be around you. Well, it actually is because I feel so good reaching my hand out today and lifting someone else up. That leaves me feeling really good. That leaves me with a sense of purpose in my life. So I've dedicated the whole rest of my life to lifting as many as I can up. And it really helps to get into action. And that's, Liam says, I'm a nice person, I know it, but I don't like myself. And that's seven years ago. If I was really brutally honest, I would have been able to say the same thing. That I knew deep down I was a nice person, but I had all these reasons I didn't like myself. And what helped me is to go through Alcoholics Anonymous and work the steps on that, especially to write down all the reasons that I didn't like myself, all the things I thought I'd done to people, and then to talk with people in Alcoholics Anonymous and share those things and say, this is what I did, and that's what I did, and that's what I did, and this is why I hate myself, and that's why I hate myself. And, and when I heard their experiences, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me tell you what I did. And I'm like, wow, you can actually love yourself having done that? Well, yes, I can because I've learned what not to do and now I can help people. And it doesn't do any good to beat yourself up. In fact, the more you don't like yourself, the more it's okay for other people to treat you the same way. And the more I take good care of myself physically, the more I'm in good shape mentally, I also have no tolerance for people around me who are not in that space and who are directing their directing that at me. Therefore, my life is filled with all people that love me and support me because if you're not on that wavelength, I love and respect myself and I will not tolerate anyone that doesn't treat me as good as I treat myself. And that's why it can be hard if you're beating yourself up, if you're mean to yourself, it can be hard to get rid of anybody else in your life who does the same thing because deep down you feel like you deserve it. And today I don't, I know I don't deserve to be abused or mistreated. I deserve to be loved and respected because that's what I give to others. And the beauty of doing all these physical practices is it shows me on a concrete way for example, you can think, oh, I love myself and I'll give myself a hug all day. But when I take an hour and a half out of my day to get a massage, I know I must love myself to do that. When I take two hours out of my day to do a fitness class and a yoga class, that is a concrete way I can point to and say, I do that because I love myself, because I want to feel good. When I take a walk at night with my dog, I'll take a 30 or an hour minute walk, same thing. It gives me time to listen to a book and it gives me time to say, look, this time's for me. And some of us think we need to make sure everybody around us is happy first, but that's like the oxygen mask on an airplane. If you're fooling around putting everyone else's oxygen mask on and maybe some of them are struggling and fighting you and all of a sudden you pass out because you didn't put your own mask on, then you're of no use to anybody. And a lot of us as human beings on this planet, we spend all this time trying to tell other people what to do and meanwhile, we're not taking care of ourselves. And have you noticed how resistant people are when you tell them something that differs from what you're doing? 
Have you noticed when your parents told you to do something that like not swear and they didn't do it themselves? The hypocrisy. What's up, Tim? Nice to see you. Brian says, I've been trying to quit smoking on and off. I stopped drinking altogether and stopped working out. Hopefully one day I'll quit for good. The more you take good care of yourself, the more it tends to make taking even better care of yourself easier and easier. The worse you take care of yourself, the only benefit of that is getting a really powerful desire to do something different. The last day I had a hangover, I had a massive desire to get sober. And that was the benefit. So the way you can forgive yourself, if you're thinking that you know, you're just not worthy, that you're an awful person, the way you can forgive yourself is say, look, now I know what I don't want to be. I don't want to be like this or I don't want to be like that. And then you can say, okay, how do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be? How come I stopped playing Warzone? Because I wasn't feeling good when I was playing Warzone. And the more I take care of myself and feel good, the more obvious it is whenever I'm doing something that is taking my energy or taking how I'm feeling down. The way I look at it, our emotions and our bodies are guidance systems from our highest selves and our highest powers and we feel bad when there's something that needs to change. When uh, I w had that last hangover, for example, I felt absolutely miserable mentally and physically and the message from that was change, change change stop drinking and do whatever it takes to stay sober and that message i finally received loud and clear after a whole bunch of other messages that were not received sam says start your day with a cold shower stretch and walk outside then make a small list of a couple of easy things to get done and manually cross them off each time you finish one will help with self-worth and accomplishment baby steps and if you're if you find you're struggling one thing you can do is just pray hey god please help me please help me to love myself please help me to be kind to myself please help me to stop poisoning myself and start loving myself i mean you can do that right now and the worse you've been beat down, the more you hate yourself, the greater the desire is also there for something different. If you are at the all the way at whatever you think the bottom is and you're utterly miserable, there's, there will be an equally strong desire there for relief from that. And the, when you lean into that desire, like that, that last hangover I had seven years, oh my God, please, I'll do anything, anything to get sober and stay sober. And then the thought came that going to an AA meeting might be a part of anything. And if you really want something, prayer is the first place and then it involves getting material, physical help. So it's not enough to just, oh God, please, I'll do anything to get sober and then lay on your bed and keep doing the same things you've been doing and expect to get different results. 
Andrew says, I was thinking about asking you. I've been watching the magic streams, although I know nothing about the game. Any chance you might be able to do a quick tutorial? Yes, I'll definitely start the magic streams from now on with a quick tutorial. Thank you for that suggestion. Brian says, thanks for the inspirational words and keep the positivity going. My pleasure. We JC, yes, we all do need nourishment. Brian says, good to see you this evening. I've had to cut marijuana pretty much completely out of my life now because doing a lot of it causes me to have terrible stomach pain and vomiting. As someone who started smoking at 14 up until 24, it was really hard the first week, but now it's been almost a month and barely even think about it anymore. And that's normal. When you first change a habit, you are in this place where the way you've programmed yourself previously is conflicting with your new programming. Because you are the immortal God, soul, consciousness that is operating this body. The body and the mind are the result of your previous programming and mine. My body and my mind operate now based on every single moment that I've programmed in the past. And what happens when you're trying to change a habit you, when you first start trying to rewrite the code and say, look, I wanna quit smoking. I want to be a person who's not interested in cigarettes, who takes deep breaths of clean air instead of dirty air. When you first start setting those intentions, all that previous programming is still coming at you. For example, with drinking, I programmed myself that when I play Call of Duty Zombies, I drink. When I'm upset, I drink. When my wife is out of the house, I drink. When I move, I drink. When I go to a hangout with friends, I drink. When I want to get have a lot of fun, I drink. When I'm feeling kind of sad, I drink. When I need to relax, I drink. When I'm anxious, I drink. And I programmed all of those at one point. And when I then decide, okay, I wanna unprogram those. I want a new set of instructions here. Then I, as the operator, as the controller, as the God, the consciousness, it's up to me to go reprogram each of those. And at first, it can be a little difficult because you can only really get in and program one thing at a time. And say, okay, when now when I get anxious, what am I going to do? Okay, now when I want to relax, instead of drinking, I'm going to get a massage. So that programming in my mind was set at one point when I want to relax, I drink. I set that at one point. And then I changed that to when I want to relax, I get a massage. And that still left all the other programs there. All the other ones that says when you hang out with your friends, I went through and programmed every single one of those individually, one thing at a time. And now all those programs are gone. Now I don't associate hanging out with friends and drinking. Now I don't associate drinking with relaxing. Now I don't associate drinking with having fun. And it took, it took a while. Ryan, thank you very much for the 100 stars, Ryan. It took, and I've set it up, now, so the stars show up like that. The tips, if you go to jerrybanfield.com slash tips, still play the dance song. But I've played a quicker notification because I'm recording this. If you prefer to listen on a podcast, I'd rather listen to something like this on a podcast. 
So I've got my the Jerry Banfield Show podcast where I'm taking these recordings and putting the audio up there. And uh, that way I don't have to edit it. I can just stick it up there. So it's, it's normal to run into what it's, it says resistance. Resistance is really just your old programming. And if you know that, you can go through the discomfort of adjusting all the programs until now they all line up. Because what's annoying is to say, okay, I'm gonna program myself to stay sober, but then I've got, for me, like hundreds of other little programs that tell me, okay, if this happens, then you drink. Or when that happens, you drink. Or drinking is a lot of fun when doing this. So when you first try and make a change, you've got all, it's kind of daunting to look at all the other programs, but you just fix one thing at a time. Like, okay, I can play Call of Duty Zombies sober. You know what, if I can play that sober, I can probably play Call of Duty multiplayer sober. And you know what, I can probably play any game sober. And you just go through and reprogram all those one at a time. Charles Rose, nice to see you today. I love the new stream setup with the stars. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Sam, the truth hurts sometimes. Liam says, I can feel my chimp brain wanting to turn off the stream because the truth being spoken here is uncomfortable for my program mind. It's making me itch. That's normal. So when you set up programming on things, you will set it up so deep that you will also program any resistance to be blocked. For example, the way my drinking was programmed, if someone suggests saying sober, block that. If someone starts talking about going to Alcoholics Anonymous, block that. Don't be friends with them anymore. If someone around you gets sober, stay away from them. You might catch it. Our, our programming is often so effective that we will actually have in our own programs to block out anything resistant. And when you see that you can override any programming you have, then you know your truest self. You know that who you are is really not this mind or this body. Because no matter what your mind says, you have the ability to veto it. If your mind says, I have to do this right now, you have the ability to veto that and say, I don't care what you think we should do right now. I am going to do this. And that's when you really get to know yourself. And it's when I see people go into Alcoholics Anonymous, their mental programming will often block them from any of the help received. For example, I went with a new guy before and he was really getting excited. And then he says, you know, Jerry, this is just too much. And that's, I tell him like, that's your defense. That's your old programming, your defense mechanism. Is it too much to want to be healthy? Tim, thanks a lot. Matt, glad to see you here. Is it too much to want to have the best life you can possibly have? Is that too much? I mean, what are you doing here? Are you just trying to live as long as you can before you die? <laughs> Monte says, hey, stay hashtag and motivated. Yes. And you know, Liam, that's an amazing level of honesty when you can see that your mind is trying to push and block out and you can actually stay present. That shows the number one thing if you are going to make any change and to live your best life, the first step is honesty. And that's in Alcoholics Anonymous, the first step is, the principle is honesty. 
And the last time I had a hangover, I also had honesty. I looked at myself and I said, I'm going to take my own life very soon if this keeps up. And given what I've seen in the past, I don't know any way that this won't keep up. Therefore, if I'm honest, I'm totally screwed and hopeless right now. Thanks for watching, Steve Wesley, Eddie Holmes, Tim. Thanks for encouraging the preaching. That honesty that I could look at my life and say, you are going to drink yourself to death and you can't do anything at all about it. It doesn't matter if you want to change. Your programming, if you try and make a change, your programming will suck you right back into it. And that's where I discovered my true strength in praying to God to do anything to get sober. I was really connecting with my highest, most powerful self. And then through that highest, most powerful self, I was attracted to be around the help I needed. When I focused, and I still am, my life is full of people who help me. My massage therapist, I have great conversations. I discover new podcasts, new people to connect with, new health practices. My yoga instructor and the people in my yoga class, the people at my Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, my family, my friends, everyone around me lifts me up. And it's beautiful. And that's because that's what I want. And that's what I've begged for and I've asked for and I've worked for. And I go out here every day with the hope to give you that same knowledge that you are an all-powerful, immortal creator. You've made this body. You're here and your life can be however you want it to be. As long as you're willing to do what it takes and to get the help you need to make it however you want it to be. And to push through that resistance. Because yes, things. I'm so grateful today for getting sober. Because getting sober was so difficult, every other change I've made by comparison since then has been relatively easy. And I've been through lots of changes. I've been through... Now, some of them have taken longer and many of them have felt just like getting sober. Like my finances a year and a half ago, I felt like getting sober. Isaiah, I'm doing lovely today. Tim, I'm so happy you just got back your license today after seven years. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's just beautiful. It's amazing you, if you're in a bad place, you can't even picture how good your life can get. If you would have told me seven years ago, Jerry, you're gonna be playing video games and having little chat sessions for your job. And you're gonna make more money doing that than you did risking your life as a police officer and going to college and trying to make a career. People are going to just give you Without you having to ask or beg or hustle, people are going to give you more money to do what you absolutely love than you made trying to do what you thought people wanted you to do. You're going to have a wife that loves you and is at more at peace with you than ever. You're going to have two children that you love so much and you're there for every single day. Your health is going to be better than it's ever been in your whole life. You're going to love the way your body looks more than you have since you were a child, since you were a baby. 
you're going to have physical health and ability. You will have energy all day, every day. You'll be able to do anything you set your mind to. You will have friends that uplift you. You will feel good almost all day, almost every day. You will have people that give you compliments. There was a friend of a friend that said, Jerry is the nicest person I've ever met. You will have compliments you would absolutely not even believe that it'd be possible for you to get. You just can't picture how good your life can get. A lot of us are very good at picturing how bad our life could get, picturing our physical health going down and worse. But what I do different, I picture how, I wanna know how good can my life get. I really care and I'm very interested. So no, Josiah says no tube top inspirational talks. I'm rocking these Jerry Banfield show shirts and I'm gonna get these up on Spreadshirt soon. Did you hear about Prince Philip dying today? I did not. I heard DMX passed away today. Phil, thanks for being here, Phil. Tim says, great way to explain how strong we're after getting sober. Can't be that fit on my dry spell. What's up, Morgan? Oh, yes. You know what? I did forget that. I forgot to put that sex is a very powerful fart. <laughs> powerful fart. Sex... Regular sex is also one of my very powerful physical practices. And I have sex every other day with my wife, and it's fabulous, and I love it. And I set an intention that I want to have amazing sex consistently. I've seen studies that have shown that people who have consistent sex at least every two or three days are much happier. And uh, no wonder... No wonder I feel so good. If you put all these physical practices together, my dad passed away and lots of times I can hear him in my ear saying, I'd have been a hell of a lot different father if I'd have had massages every week, yoga, sex every couple of days. My God, what a father I would have been. And today I'm very grateful for my father exactly as he was because Sometimes an example from somebody can show you powerfully what you don't want. My dad held on to smoking. He said, you know what? I gave up alcohol. I gave up sex with any woman besides my mother. And I gave up drugs. I'm not quitting smoking. And my dad died of an illness related to smoking. And my mom's now been on her own for seven years. And that was a powerful example to me. I will give up absolutely anything that is bad to my health, that takes my health down, that might take away from time with my loved ones. I will quit playing Warzone if it stresses me out. DC Mills, thank you very much for becoming a supporter. Welcome to the Jerry Banfield family. I'd love to get to know you in the supporter group. JC Holt says, I know a few alcoholics that are still here. Some are not. My parents were alcoholics, I've seen a lot, but also seen the changes when a person asks for help and when a person changes spiritually. It's still a struggle, but you get better, better every day. Trust me. Live life, be smart and healthy and thrive. Sam, thank you for the very first stars you've ever purchased. That is beautiful. Thank you for being here to support the stream for all the comments. It is a pleasure to share all of this with you. It's a pleasure. Jorge, 
Tim, Canoe Chambers, nice to see you. Eddie Holmes, what's my wildest drinking story? Listen to my book, Officer Banfield, on Audible. That has my wildest drinking stories in it. Uh, I can give you a, a quick summary. One night I was watching Fight Club, wrecked my car. Pretty wild drinking story. A bunch of, I mean, that's like the real quick version of it. Almost took my own life drinking a bunch of other times. I had lots, all kinds of drinking stories. Going to the strip club, dropping my gun when I was a police officer in, in the strip club. Came falling right out of my pants. The stripper was giving me a lap dance and saying, is that a gun? I'm like, no, it's my wallet. And then I'm like shifting my gun into the back of my pants because I was paranoid, you know? I've been watching Scarface a whole lot and and training day. and <laughs> Just like, I don't care if I'm drunk in the strip club. I'm a police officer. I got my gun. So listen to Officer Banfield. I got all those stories in great detail. JC says, so what's after death? This, what we're living now is after a death we've had in the past. All there is is life. There's life, life, and more life. If you'd like kind of a detailed experience, I remember, I've remembered some deaths pretty clearly through different methods from dreams to hypnotherapy to just kind of like being, feeling so good. What's cool is the better you feel, you can have experiences that you might think of as similar to like LSD or trips. You can have experiences sober in a regular state of mind that are kind of like that. So it, after you die, a pretty common experience is you'll kind of go into the grave void, which is actually like a vacation. There's nobody that expects anything of you. Utter and complete total rest. And often a spiritual guardian or angel will come get you. For example, after one of my lives, I ended my own life and it looked like kind of a Jesus figure came down to get me, but really it was my spiritual guardian, not the Jesus, but you know, it kind of looked like that. Came down to get me and take me on to my next adventure. Often when you pass on, you'll be greeted by people who have already passed on who will essentially hold your hand in whatever kind of experience is most meaningful for you and take you on to more life. All there is is life, life, and more life. And that is what to me really promotes treasuring and taking care of this life because there's no getting out of life generally. You're gonna be alive here or alive somewhere else. Maybe it's in a different body and a different, you could be even be in an alien body. You could just, I've had dreams where I've been disincarnated before, like just in a kind of an energy ball. So you're going to keep living one way or another. And someday you will shed all these things that are painful and all these habits. And you know, you're going to shed all these all the baggage one way or another. The question is, are you gonna do it now or are you gonna do it later? So we, we are all pieces of God is how I see it. So each drop of water in the ocean is water and the ocean is water. And to me, God is like the ocean and we're each drops of water. So you can look at the ocean is made up of drops of water and the drops of water individually are all the same as collectively. So we're all kind of drops of God. And yes, everything we are made up of is immortal. You are made up of energy that can't be created or destroyed. It can only change forms. 
And that's, yeah, that's what promotes me to take good care of myself and is to remember how much energy and focus it's taken me to bring this physical body into where it is. I have a respect for how much more it would take to do it again. And I also have a desire to do it again. Loretta, nice to see you today. Richard says, I found the things we don't give up because we believe we need them are never worth it. Yes, I believe I like to go through life with as few of crutches as possible. And to me, things like alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, these are unnecessary crutches. I already need food and I already need water and I already need human companionship and a connection with God. Like that's enough crutches. That's enough thing, and I need all these physical practices. Like, that's enough. I remember somebody telling me that as long as they had their beer and their cigarettes, everything was fine. And I'm like, that's lame. Imagine that you could be fine without any beer or cigarettes. Like, wouldn't, you know, crutches can get you by for a while, but at some on a wheelchair can assist you on a temporary basis, but wouldn't you like to walk? And being free of crutches is, I just have so much gratitude that I don't have to drink to get through the day again. And DC Mills, thank you to Joseph Gazan with Ugger Blah Gaming for giving you that gift sub before. Ivan says, I've always wanted to have great sex and because of his words, I feel like I can accomplish that. You absolutely can. You absolutely can. If you set the intention that this is what I really want and I'm going to let it happen. What a lot of us do is we say, I really want this, but it's not going to happen. Like I said, I want a beautiful girl to have great sex and make a life with. And I've wanted that since I was a little kid. And what I did for most of my single life is block it. There'd be God would offer like, here you go. How about her? Ah, uh, no, I don't. Not that. Oh, how about her? You know, and it'd be one thing or another. Like this girl, ah, uh, she talks on her cell phone too much. This girl, well, she's she's too prude. She she won't have sex. This girl, ah, uh, she has too much sex. She's done half of the ROTC unit already by the beginning of the school year. Now that's that's too much sex. And uh, how about this girl? Well, she's a bit too difficult to get in the bed. This is ridiculous. Well, how about this girl? Well, she's a bit too forward. I don't know if I really want it. Well, how about this girl? And eh, she's a bit too fat. Or how about this girl? Well, she lives in a different state. How about this girl? Like if you, if you prepare yourself to receive, like to say, this is what I want and I'm going to get ready to receive it. It means stripping away any of the habits that are based on not having it too. And Liam, I love being able to share that. The idea of having energy, friends, a partner, having your life back, the will to socialize, the lack of anxiety with all with the above as the inspiration you need. You can have all of that and a whole bunch more. You can have, you will get every single thing you want. The only question is, when will you be prepared to receive it and how patient are you willing to be? I know that I could do anything I want to in this universe. If I wanted to be a professional basketball player, I could do that. Now, I don't know if it would happen in this particular body, 
or I might need to die and be reborn in a different body that's more suited to being a professional basketball player. When you've got that level of awareness that you know you're going to get whatever it is you want, what I think of it then is, okay, what's practical? Like, what would I really like to have right now or soon? Like, I'd love to have grandkids, but I don't need that right now. Like, what I really want to do is enjoy my day. Brandon says jerking off saves money. It does, but it also is not something you would probably do if you were with a partner. And now, there's certainly all of a, it's certainly a good thing to enjoy yourself and your own body. And if you can do that in a way and look at it that you're practicing, so when a partner comes along, you're going to be ready for them, that can be good. If you're doing it from a mindset of, I'm so sick of being alone and this is all I can get, then that actually is blocking the flow of getting a partner into your life. So it's all about love yourself. There's nothing better you can do today than to love yourself because when you love yourself, and when you take care of yourself, you are much better equipped to go help somebody else. And if you hate yourself and you take yourself down, you're much worse. I mean, it all balances out. The best you can hope for is to be a bad example. The best you can hope for if you're hurting yourself and knocking yourself down is to be a bad example that someone looks to. I have a friend he's, that he said his cousin killed himself when he was 17 and uh, that bad example for him was so powerful that he did not do that himself. So even if you go all the way down the drain and pass on before you get to have any joy or pleasure, even then you can still help other people by being a bad example. But what I see, if it's much more joyous to take good care of myself, love my life, and, and show what it looks like by living it, how amazing life can be. And the beauty of it is then I tend to be surrounded by people who feel the same way. And if people are not feeling the same way, they often want to feel the same way. And I get great joy out of showing, hey, this is how you do it. Late afternoon gems, Jerry is a vibe. What's up, Broad Gaming Foundation? Thanks for being here. All right, it's time to say goodnight to my family and go to my Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for an amazing stream tonight. Thank you for the stars. And thank you for listening to this. If you prefer just the audio only, I'm putting this on the Jerry Banfield Show, which is my podcast. You can find it anywhere. And you can go to my website if you want direct links to it. I'm recording this, putting it on the Jerry Banfield Show. And setting the intention to show up and try and help somebody here every day.